Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 60 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about Polaroid cameras. Polaroid cameras. Are there even any Polaroid cameras around anymore? When was the last time you handled or saw a Polaroid camera? Well, as a matter of fact, we just had a garage sale and my husband has been cleaning out his camera area of uh, eBay items and he never listed them and he had a whole box of, there must have been 15 Polaroid cameras in that box. Really? They went in the garage sale. How, how did he acquire this? One at a time or did he happen to buy a box lot of them? Do you remember? Yeah, he used to buy, well, he still does. He'll buy out of states of... Mm-hmm camera equipment and um they were just they just added up because he'd list the higher end lenses and different cameras on you know the leicas and and then the polaroid would be stuck in there so his his were lower end polaroids but he could have he could have listed them have you sold any on ebay yourself I haven't sold any in quite a few years. I honestly haven't um, ran into them. I had I known my husband had a box of them in the in the back, I may have uh, thought differently. Back when I started on eBay, and we used to have to scan our items, so I would put my Beanie Baby on the scanner, throw a towel over it, scan the scan the Beanie Baby. Then I came up with the idea to get a Polaroid camera. And then take a picture of the Beanie Baby with the Polaroid camera and then lay all of my Polaroids on the scanner. Right. And then edit them that way. Mm-hmm. But it was costing me a dollar a picture. Sure. You know, <laughs> to take those. But they didn't come out as huge then on a scanner. Right. Then I eventually sold sold that camera but it was nice it was fun having a polaroids and i i think can you still buy polaroids today new Uh, you can uh the the traditional polaroid company uh, i think they went out of business in 2008 or or something and they discontinued the cameras and discontinued making the film but there was an organization called the impossible project and Denmark, I think it was, somewhere in Scandinavia, they got together and they bought the last Polaroid factory. And they tried to bring it back, to bring the cameras back and the film back. And the thing is, uh, the film is at the heart of the whole Polaroid experience. And all of the, the formulas were gone and the machines had been dismantled. I mean, it was really quite a project to get that up and running. But they're back, and and uh, you can go online and buy brand new Polaroid cameras and film, and now they're making similar cameras in, in Japan. And it's really interesting because there's an analog revival going on. When Polaroids first came out in the, well, they became popularized in the 40s, but they were in the uh, 50s, but they were invented in the 40s. Polaroid had 
great artists like Andy Warhol. Oh. And others, you know, that would, they would supply them with uh, the cameras and the film and they could do whatever they wanted to with it. And the catch was that they had to send the pictures back to Polaroid and they created artistic displays and that sort of thing and used those artists to help promote the camera. They were so popular. Uh, folks, millennials and Gen Z and X, digital camera users of today just don't have much of a concept of what was involved with film and getting film developed. And when I, in the early 70s, I had, for a brief time, photography was my hobby. And I had a home darkroom. I had the equipment and the trays and the chemicals and and I developed my own film and I was never any good at it and I got bored after a while. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can only go with turning out crappy photographs for so long <laughs> before you give up on it. Uh, so a friend of mine who was an actual photographer, uh, I gave it all to him. But uh, it was quite a process to, to get those uh, developed. In the 80s, when I was uh, actively doing appraisals and, and such, I did uh, insurance adjusting for van lines and retailers and moving damage claims, that sort of thing. And in the beginning, the van lines would just take the technician's word for it if they said something was you know, damaged and need a lot of work. Then they started requiring pictures. Oh. And and so I started using uh, a Model 600 uh, Polaroid camera to take those pictures. And uh, I looked up just for kicks right before we started the podcast this morning. I looked up on eBay the Model 600 Polaroid that I had in the 80s, and it was just very basic. It wasn't. It was a black box. It didn't have the fancy colors and such. And it sold for $549. Wow. And I know that I didn't pay more than $50 or $60 for it back mm -hmm. in, in the 80s. That was probably about it. One thing that I discovered this morning, our listeners, regular listeners, know that uh, one of my go-to places for picking is shopgoodwill.com. And when I was looking up my 600 Polaroid this morning, I found one on shopgoodwill.com. Current price was $14.90. The minimum next bid was $15.90. The auction ends in 10 hours. But that's the very one that I saw on eBay that sold for $549. Wow. Uh, so they're out there. And this this particular 600 is in work, working order. And what intrigues me about the, these cameras is that nobody wants them anymore. It's mm. one of those things where when you go into the house, like like your garage sale, they're just old cameras. And, and yeah. it, the, the common opinion is that you can't get film and they're hard to work and... Mm -hmm. and and so on. So I've seen them on eBay for a buck, two bucks, five bucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can buy them cheaply. But if you do your research and, and 
are, are careful about what you buy, do very you can do quite well. Ten times your money is not unusual, although I wouldn't count on it all the time. Uh, but sometimes it, you can get much more. You can sell these things for fifteen, twenty dollars that you've paid a dollar or two for. You know that's that's not bad. Or you can keep them all in a box and sell them as a lot. Sure, and it again, like you mentioned, it depends on the model. Like the six hundred is obviously one of the higher end models. Yes. Well, what what's unique about the six hundred is, if I remember correctly, uh, it had more sensitive film. Think about Polaroids and the the chemicals involved is they don't do well in really cold weather. <laughs> so oh. you can't go outside and take pictures in the winter uh, and expect them to turn out right because it will take longer to develop and so on because they're uh, it's just very sensitive film. Okay, Dana, uh, this is a good spot to take a break. So let's pause for a minute and we will be right back. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. We're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about flipping Polaroid cameras and film. Let's pick up where we left off. I think the most important thing for folks to remember who might run across Polaroid cameras when they're picking mm -hmm. is that it's the film cartridge that drives the camera. Take the digital cameras of, of today, for example. If they're going to work, you have to have batteries in them because they need a power source. Well, on the Polaroid cameras, the power source, the battery, is in the film pack. So when you go out to a garage sale or, or a thrift store or something and, and you see a Polaroid and you pick it up and you try to click it and nothing happens and it doesn't seem to work, chances are good it either has no film pack or uh, an expired film pack, because those batteries will go dead just like any batteries. So that's the place where people most often make their mistakes. They think that it's the camera that's broken, mm -hmm. when in actuality all it needs is new film. Now, the cameras do break. They have gears and a mechanism in them that will push the film out and, and so on. So if you know you've got good film, fresh film, and it doesn't seem to work, then then you have a, uh, certainly have a broken camera. Well, to flip, though, you might, you might want to consider it. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, I would be more likely now, to, if I see one, to pick it up and take a closer look. And, you know, if you've got a, a database that you can refer to, like eBay or WorthPoint or, or mm -hmm. such... It's easy to look them up yeah, and find out if you've got something that's good or not. But you to check it out, you'd either have to get it at a really low price. Like if I saw one and I couldn't tell if it worked or not, I might be willing to pay a buck for it. But then I'd wait until I got a bunch of them before I go out and buy a fairly expensive pack of film in order to try them all out and see if they worked. Sure. 
Well, and like we learned from our 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 newest affinity partner at WorthPoint that sells parts. They sell parts. And those um, film backs do sell on their own. Who's the affinity partner? Um, Eblis Reseller Solutions. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they have their own um, side hustle of eBay business in addition to their Eblis business. And they did a video for us about parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and camera parts is one of their big things as well. So they, they sell a lot of parts. And the Polaroid parts do sell. As I'm looking at one... A Polaroid CB70, CB72 instant film back 600 went for $450. Really? When? February 10th, 2022. Wow. So that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And another one went for 375, 370. So it isn't a, you know, a runoff. So people are selling just the film back. So if your camera is cracked or you know, in bad shape on top, then you could sell the bottom of it. Who knew? You, <laughs> you know, I, I'm bummed now, Wayne, that I did not go through that box. <laughs> you know how when you have a garage sale and you just got so much uh, stuff? <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Good save, Dana. <laughs> and it's just like overwhelming. And I saw his box of, of Polaroids and I was, didn't, I just thought, you know, he's he probably looked them all up, and you know, I didn't. I just carried on, and then one young man who must have been, I don't know, maybe thirteen, he he came and bought one that was in its original box, the Polaroid, and I don't, I didn't pay any attention. I just told him five dollars. So, so he did. He paid five dollars and went on his merry way. So I didn't think. And it's shocking, I know, to all of you listeners that I did not look this stuff up. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there were Polaroid cameras there. Everybody had one. Yeah. They were just so cool. You know, you could go out with your family and take a picture. In fact, the story about, uh, I think his first name was Edward Land, the guy who invented the Polaroid camera. Okay. An interesting story about the guy. He, the only American to have more patents granted than Edward Land was Thomas Edison. Wow. He was like a prolific inventor, over a hundred patents. The story goes that he was out at the beach with his young daughter one day and taking pictures with a standard old film camera. And his daughter wanted to know why she couldn't see the picture that he had just taken. So he took that inspiration and and within a few days, had all the details of the film and the camera and, and the processing. And, of course, all of the, the chemicals needed to process the, mm-hmm. the picture are right there in the film pack, along with the battery and everything else. It's really pretty clever. It is. Analog is coming back. Analog is coming back. What do they you think? They say, yes. And there is the, the vintage land camera that came with a leather case. Oh, right. Just like the 70 or 700 or something. Yeah. SX 70. And it, and it smushed, smashed down into a flat skinny. And then it, and then it slid into a, like a, 
a satchel or something. Yeah, yeah. And those those seem to still sell pretty well, a couple hundred dollars if they're in good condition. And I have seen those at at the flea markets. So they're out there. Well, the leather cover is just so cool and mid-century modern, you know, it's just a, a nice little piece to have. Right. And the other cool thing about that type of case, that type of style of camera, they came with those flash bars. Remember the flash bar? Right. Yeah. They snapped in Mm -hmm. and um, you can still find one. I see there's one on eBay now for $16 and it's a, that goes to that. And it's, it's not used. (laughs) So you can still find those flash bars out there and, and the different um, types of accessories that the cameras had? Well, I, I recall that cameras were a standard Christmas gift. Sure. So they were, every, people would get a camera and go, oh, I already got four, so I'll just put this <laughs> one away. And so it's not unusual for me to see uh, old Polaroids and uh, cameras of varying sorts. Uh, original in their box. It's like watches. I can't tell you how many times my grandfathers would give me watches for Christmas and then they'd forget that they gave me one. So I'd end up with a bunch <laughs> more. So that's, they're, they're around and, and new in the box. And, and I've heard that down in Ocala, Florida, you could buy them for as little as $5. For <laughs> well, now um, here's, here's a, um, a hot tip that, all the ones that were left were picked up by a local church. This is something, if you have a yard sale or a garage sale, I didn't, I didn't know that you could do this, but you could call around to your churches. And this church actually dropped off tubs the day before and loaded us up with tubs. And so that we, we loaded all the leftovers into the tubs and put them in a, a pile by the, the, not by the road. We had them in the front yard, actually. And then Monday morning, they were there bright and early, picked them all up, picked up all the tubs. And it was a great way to get rid of everything without having to um, haul them yourself. Right. Oh, what a difference that makes. Yeah. Yeah, so there's an opportunity for you if you have a big yard sale to get rid of stuff quickly. Well, you know, I think that they're definitely, they've been overlooked. And along with the many other episodes of, of items that we bring to everyone's attentions, and I just want to thank all the listeners. I appreciate your support so much. I know we've had several people reach out on our Instagram, and it's um, on Instagram it's Instagram.com slash flip it or skip it podcast. Right. So please continue uh, to reach out to us over there and we're happy to answer questions or suggestions. So what's the bottom line on Polaroids for you, Dana? If you run into one at a thrift shop or a yard sale, are you going to flip it or skip it? I'm going to see what's developing on... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I actually am going to research them on the spot because there are some models that are not as valuable 
Right. And I am going to look for those higher end ones. So I will, I will adjust my searches. I'll look on eBay and I will look on WorthPoint before I purchase and make that decision of flipping or skipping. Like so many things that we've talked about, for me, it's going to be one of those items that stops me at the table. Yes. And I'll stop and I'll say, okay, this is the kind of thing that can be profitable. So I'll stop and give it a look. And if it fits my buying profile, then I won't hesitate to buy it. That's good. I love the way you said that. It's a stopper. It's a it's a stopper. Stop in your tracks. Well, it, as you say often, uh, you develop an eye for what to buy. And yes, that's one of the things that this podcast has done for me. Is it, it's expanded my list of possible profitable items because I got in, just developed bad habits. I'd start buying the same kinds of things over and over. Okay, Dana. That's it. I'm looking at my Polaroid land camera clock on the wall, and it's telling... Wait a minute. Let me push the button and pull out the... Yes, the picture tells me that it is time to to wrap up this episode. So let's do that. It's been great. Good to see you again this week, and uh, I'll see you again next week. Absolutely. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. WorthPoint.